Jon Stewart, in a lot of ways, is a pioneer, a legend in the industry. He's one of the people that are probably the most responsible for this left-wing style comedy and news thing that we see on every channel, on all the streaming services, that we're all ultimately sick of. And I know some of you out there are going to say, Sean, SNL Weekend Update, Sean, this old thing, whatever, whatever. But in reality, those were all comedy shows or comedy segments that were treated and viewed as comedy shows or comedy segments. Jon Stewart was the guy that even though he was doing what he admitted was a fake news show, a comedy news show, who became, according to polling, the most trusted person in the media. Somebody who was putting out a fake show daily, The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, was the number one most trusted person in the news media. And for some reason, despite the fact that Jon Stewart is largely responsible for all these cringe left-wing activist shows that are masquerading as comedy shows, people tend to pretend that Jon Stewart is somehow different, that Jon Stewart was somehow above this, and if only we could go back to the times of Jon Stewart and those comedians would be excellent on the screen. It doesn't matter that John Oliver, who people absolutely can't stand on the right, came out of The Daily Show. Doesn't matter that Samantha Bee also came out of The Daily Show. And a bunch of these other people are just offshoots of the tree of Jon Stewart. I think it's because a lot of people in the online commentary space are relatively young as compared to their TV counterparts. And a lot of them have this worldview that basically all politics started the moment they personally started paying attention to it and anything that happened prior didn't exist because John Stewart was always like this and that's what we're going to go over because John has a new show and a lot of people are shocked and yet they shouldn't be but before we get into this we have a sponsor it's Keto with Justice a longtime sponsor of the channel I'm going to roll into that and catch you guys on the other side it is incredibly difficult to lose weight this is due in part to the fact that we are surrounded by things that are meant to induce bad cravings in us like fast food chains that are everywhere in this country but also your body's actually working against you because after age 20 every single decade your metabolism slows down by about four percent a year so you need a secret weapon and the secret weapon that I've been using to help manage my weight is keto with justice this thing right here this little magical powder you put it in your drink in the morning and it can help you prolong a state of ketosis which is a fat burning state this has worked better for thousands of people than any of the other fads that you guys hear about and it's based on the same principles as the keto diet I recommend it as a supplement to your diet but it can work on its own to help you meet your weight loss goals and if you're interested in trying this and you're out there in my audience guess what if you go to keto ketowithjustice.com you can get 51% off your order that's ketowithjustice.com get one of the better weight loss supplements out there trust me so John Stewart is now the host of a show on Apple TV or Apple TV plus I don't know what it's called but every damn company has its own streaming service now it's ridiculous but we're not going to get into that and the show is called the problem with John Stewart now it should be called the problem colon with John Stewart Although, the problem with Jon Stewart is actually more accurate for today's purposes. And they actually put out a video called The Problem with White People. Because this is a normal thing that we do in our society. We just attack a group of people based on their race as long as they're the right group of people. And in this video, Jon Stewart peddles all the myths and misconceptions about the state of black America. And how everything and anything that is negative that happens to black people is in fact the fault of white people. Now, we're going to go over this 
this first segment that has over a million views on YouTube, but trust me, there are other segments that have been released on YouTube, they're all just as terrible, and in time, if you guys enjoy this video, if you hit that like button, if you subscribe to my channel, if this gets to an arbitrary number of likes, I will be making part 2, part 3, part 27 million as long as you guys are interested, but the moment that you guys stop showing interest, we're done, it's over, and that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to quit YouTube if you guys don't, don't, don't show interest in this specific topic. As you may know, uh, this country has had some issues with race. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the first thing that should be pointed out with this show is how unfunny it is. Jon Stewart's comedy appears to have not aged well, and it's just boring. None of the jokes land in this segment, and that's because there's no kernel of truth within what Jon Stewart's talking about. Jon Stewart is going to make the case that white people or people in America, but what he's talking about is white people, as it says in the title, don't talk about race enough. We don't talk about race enough. We don't have conversations about race enough in the United States of America. Why don't we talk about race enough? It's not like race is one of the predominant things that is brought up constantly, and it is used as an excuse for every single failure of minorities, although all the successes are all done in spite of racism because evil white people are racist unless of course we're talking about other successes which are done because white people are giving some kind of success to the minorities in order to to make them think that they can succeed because that's how evil white people are sphincters are tightening already <laughs> uh we've had some issues with race there was uh there was that incident in uh, 1619 and then <laughs> had a few hiccups since then but mostly it's been fine I've been chilling. It's been chill. Get it? Get get it? It's 1619, like the 1619 project that discredited work by Nicole Hannah-Jones. Wasn't that a funny laugh line? This totally doesn't sound like a laugh track in this segment. Jon Stewart was just nailing it. He was like, yeah, but slavery was bad. I, I don't know if you guys know that. Jon Stewart is telling you that slavery is bad right now. A couple years ago, another rare bad thing happened to black people in the summer of 2020. George Floyd's death is sparking a national reckoning. The death of George Floyd, it sparks this, this, this global movement, this racial reckoning. We here in America certainly had our own racial reckoning uh, in the wake of George Floyd's death. A growing number of American companies facing a racial reckoning. As America confronts a racial reckoning. A racial reckoning. It also comes at a time of racial reckoning for the country. Now, John Stewart plays a compilation of people in the news media talking about the racial reckoning that happened post-George Floyd. This is despite the fact that what happened to George Floyd had absolutely nothing to do with race. George Floyd was resisting arrest. Officer Derek Chauvin put George Floyd in a variation of a hold that was taught to him by the Minneapolis Police Department. George Floyd, by the way, also asked to be put on the ground. He held him for what obviously looks like way too long, and George Floyd died. And now there's disputes about cause of death and all that stuff, but Officer Derek Chauvin was convicted. I know what you're going to say about the jurors. Believe me, I've covered it, but we're not going to get into it throughout the course of this video. But let's accept the left's premise completely about the cause of death of George Floyd and how it was at the hands of Derek Chauvin. This never had anything to do with race. In Minnesota, they did not allege that this had anything to do with race. The media implied it. People only covered the story. They only cared about the story because George Floyd was black and Derek Chauvin was a white guy. This is why the other officers aren't getting any attention because one of them was black and one of them was Asian. I think the other one was white, but, you know, he was with the other one doing the same thing as the black guy. So you can't really do, you know, what you need to do and pin it all on his evil white racism. So Chauvin, because he's the man on the camera, because he's the 
the man in the image because Keith Ellison, by the way, withheld the body cam footage that mitigated the actions of Chauvin for months in order to let that cell phone video spread, was considered the poster child for evil white racists, evil white racism. Let's ignore the fact that nobody is actually alleging that this was a hate crime or anything to do with race in any official context. Whatever, don't worry about it. So you guys are finally ready to talk about racial rep- uh, reckoning. <laughs> we don't, we don't want to, we don't want to right the wrongs. We just reckon we're going to think about it for a bit. So that was John Stewart allegedly trying to tell a joke, even though he's actually in favor of reparations, because that's how woke he is on the issue of race in the United States of America. And he's like, white people, they don't want to have a conversation about reparations so they're saying reckoning and let me just make the conversation about reparations really quick reparations for what none of these people were the victims of slavery did not happen to them it happened centuries ago at some point you got to realize you live in the united states of america you have every opportunity to be successful and maybe blaming external forces for your own personal failings is actually the problem maybe you should get over that rather than trying to get external forces to rectify your situation And by the way, since we're on the topic of people blaming external forces, I already know that there are people in the live chat and there will be people in the comments who are going to mention that Jon Stewart is Jewish. And they're going to try to imply that the fact that he's Jewish somehow means that Jewish people are doing all the anti-white stuff because here are some examples I pulled up. If we're talking about how it is wrong, inaccurate, incorrect, and immoral to blame external forces for your comparative failures, then the thing about Jewish people also falls into that category. So instead of leaving those comments, do me a favor, leave. Go away, walk away, not interested in you, get out of town. We're here to talk about how you got to take personal responsibility, and that applies to everybody, not just the people that Jon Stewart sees as his pet project. But the work of writing centuries of oppression begin. Aunt Jemima is being retired. (laughs) This segment, while also not being funny, actually does have some truth to it. The idea that all these corporations and politicians are going to remove black logos from syrup or from cream of wheat, or we're going to have Democratic politicians wearing Kenty cloths and kneel in honor of George Floyd, and that's going to solve anything. Cream of wheat is removing the black chef from its packaging. Chris Harrison, host of The Bachelor, has announced he is stepping away. Every NFL stadium, you're going to see phrases like end racism. Tonight we know the Dixie Chicks are dropping the Dixie. The village of Hempstead renamed Main Street Black Lives Matter way. We will now kneel for our moment of silence. is in fact absurd but it doesn't play as funny because i've seen all these jokes before people have made them all before on the internet.com so john stewart is just rehashing once a leader in terms of a style of comedy being portrayed in the public is doing rehash jokes that were on the internet the day after these clips circulated really really topical information we're talking about george floyd still that case is resolved and by the way completely undercuts the narrative after chauvin got convicted and everything in the justice system appeared to be tilted against him during the course of that trial but yeah whatever john stewart's gonna make faces and be like oh that's that's not how you fight racism the way you fight racism is by denying black people all agency in their own lives and by white people a apologizing to them constantly and shoveling money that they did not earn to them in order to say we're 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 sorry but more than kenty cloth calisthenics 
and some long overdue brand readjustments, there came another, even more meaningful cultural shift. I think white people need to listen. White people should listen to African Americans. White people, we need to listen. We are listening. I am listening. Now it's time for us to have ears to hear. Yes, apparently this racial issue that so divides America could have just been solved if only black people would have said something. <laughs> now, while I agree it is hilarious to talk about how white people just need to listen to minorities and then black people will tell you how to solve racism, if only white people would listen. White people never, ever talk about, they never listen to racist stuff. If only you just shut up and listen. Also, silence is violence, but remember, you need to shut up and listen, otherwise you're racist. In fact, silence is complicity, and that's also racist, but you also need to shut up and listen, otherwise you're racist. Don't center yourself, but also don't expect minorities to speak on the issues of race, but you need to listen to the minorities on the issues of race. Of course, Jon Stewart doesn't make any of these points about how contradictory and absurd this is. He talks about how all these white people are putting so much pressure on black people because they're saying now he's turning it into an attack on black people that they just need to speak up about racism which will lead to his other false premise that we don't hear from black people on racism is the position of white people which is just not true ears to hear this is the harsh reality for black people in america today that we are expected to participate in democracy while receiving conditional citizenship in return. So what she's saying right there is absolutely nonsense. Of course, Jon Stewart ripped it out of the context, so maybe the point that she's making actually makes sense overall, but the idea that black people have conditional citizenship is a bit absurd in every way. They're one of the few groups of people who we explicitly passed a constitutional amendment to guarantee their citizenship in this nation. That didn't happen for Hispanics. That didn't happen for the Japanese. It happened for black people post-slavery. It's in the 14th Amendment. I assure you, it's definitely there. Just look for it. When zip code determines what kind of school that you go to, when zip code determines what kind of food you can eat, these are the vestiges of enslavement. So again, these clips are out of context, so there's nothing really to glean from them. However, this next person had 50% of a good point. And that 50% of a good point is the idea that we send kids to zip code schools. So if you happen to live in a neighborhood where the schools are terrible, but they're within your zip code, there are very few options for you to get out and send your kids to a better school. However, this is due to the fact that the Democratic Party is within the grasp of the teachers union fully. If we had a school choice program, a voucher program, we would be able to have parents get scholarships, aka the money that we we're going to spend on the kids' education anyway, and then parents would be able to send their kids to the schools that they choose because what we would be doing in that scenario, instead of publicly running the schools, would be publicly funding the schools and giving parents the choice on whether or not they want to go to their zip code school or to a potentially better or safer school. But of course, the Democratic Party is against that. Jon Stewart is against that. But he's not going to talk about that. He's just going to play all these clips of people saying something is racist because blah, 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 racism, racism, racism. When zip code determines what kind of food you can eat, 
These are the vestiges of enslavement. Oh, and the second part, by the way, completely and utterly untrue. The idea that there are food deserts in America and that minorities of poor people just can't get themselves fresh produce is absurd in every possible way. This can only be said from academics who go into fancy grocery stores and don't see what they want to see or they go into the deli stores because if you lived in a poor neighborhood, if you lived in a minority neighborhood, if you have family in these poor minority neighborhoods, what you will see is that while there aren't big grocery stores due in large part to the crime, the theft, because grocery stores have low profit margins, there's a bunch of fruit stands and other ways that you can get affordable produce in these areas. The food desert myth has been debunked a bunch of different times, but supposedly not only is the food desert myth real, but it's also a vestige of enslavement, which is just nuts. It's ridiculous. Also, most Americans drive. You can drive out to a grocery store that has the produce that you want if you actually wanted to eat better. So when they say, why do you burn down the community? Why do you burn down your own neighborhood? It's not ours. We don't own anything. And then he plays this clip of the woman justifying the Black Lives Matter riots in Minnesota. This clip that has gained a lot of traction around the left, even though she's justifying violence and black people destroying their own neighborhoods. And the idea that you should destroy your neighborhood, the neighborhood that you live in, the one that represents your community, because you don't own a particular store or own enough stores for you to be genuinely happy with your level of comparative ownership is absurd in every possible way. Riots destroy neighborhoods for decades some communities never recover from this kind of thing so if you're going to do this if you're going to justify this then don't complain about a lack of credit a lack of people wanting to invest in that area or the increased insurance rates which have to be passed down to the consumer in local smaller stores based on the fact that you have created economic deprivation by the fact that you can't control your own behavior so when they say why do you burn down the community why do you burn down your own neighborhood it's not ours we don't own anything the fact that this clip in particular has gained so much popularity among the left wing this woman whining in the streets throwing a hissy fit acting like a child just goes to show you that the left is far more interested in treating black people like children children who don't get disciplined by their parents than actually helping them every single problem that they attribute to policies of the past in black neighborhoods every single effect or impact that they attribute to historic racism that's baked into our society, into the policies of the past, is actually worsened, and you can chart it out, is made far worse by open-air criminality, riots, etc. So the left wing, when they're promoting somebody like this, who's promoting violence, promoting riots, promoting terror, promoting the destruction of people's own communities, are actually doing more to hurt black people and black Americans and the people living in those neighborhoods more than anyone else. Let us not forget that in Minneapolis, they burned down every single grocery store. It was so bad that people had to bring in supplies like it was a war zone, like diapers and baby formula because people looted and destroyed everything. That's what Jon Stewart is praising when he's talking about helping black people. He's praising the destruction of the supply chains, of the distribution centers that serve those black people. Even after all that, the wealth gap, worse now. Homeownership, worse now. Segregation, worse now. On average, a white high school graduate is wealthier than a black college graduate. 
So this is what I really wanted to focus on during the course of this video, but obviously I can't make a video about a single chart or a couple of charts, even though I've definitely done that before on this channel. John Stewart throws all these numbers on the screen really quickly so that you can just take it as evidence of the racism that he was talking about before. But in reality, this is not proof of any of that. So the first thing that he throws up is the wealth gap, the net worth of households, white household versus black households. And one is 180,000 and the other one is 14,000. And oh my God, look at the wealth gap between the household. Now, if you want to lie with statistics, one of the absolute best things that you can do is use household income statistics because you're like, oh my God, household to household. That's a one-to-one -one comparison. How can we even do that even? What are even we are even doing even? But here's the thing. There are a number of different between the black and white household that would affect the net worth, the income, and every statistic that you could possibly look at. For instance, a huge portion, a greater proportion of black households are headed by single mothers. Disproportionately so. We know that single mothers are disproportionately in poverty. In fact, it is one of the greatest predictors of intergenerational poverty, whether or not people get married before they have kids. Number two, the white population in the United States is older than the black population of the United States. People tend to be wealthier when they're older, but John Stewart just says one-to-one -one comparison, no controls for any of this, whatever, whatever, don't worry about it, look at all these old people that are more successful. On top of that, there's also the rates of home ownership, which is interesting because John Stewart is going to show that chart in this video, and he's not going to connect the dots on that one. Home ownership worse now i do want to point out how the first statistics came from the census bureau but the second statistics come from an organization with equity in their name also we're looking at home ownership between the years 2000 and 2019 for some odd reason weird it's almost as if there was a housing bubble during the course of that where people tried to implement policies to end lending discrimination of the past, they lent a bunch of minorities homes with mortgages that they couldn't afford, and that damaged their prospects, thus lowering their net worth. It's almost like there was a big housing crisis related to that, and it was all done by left-wing people, or done in large part by left-wing people, who were trying to solve discrimination in the housing market by saying that credit scores were actually racist, and all these banks not lending mortgages to people who definitely shouldn't have got mortgages we're actually just being evil white racist but what, whatever i'm sure that has nothing to do with it but the overall point i'm trying to make here is is that there's a reason they chose the year 2000 to compare to 2019 because they're trying to catch the upswing of the housing market ignore the fact that there was a giant disruption in the housing market that disproportionately affected people who shouldn't have been buying homes in the first place and that caused those people to be foreclosed on and those people were disproportionately black they just want to say it's worse even though who's going to argue that some evil white racism policies were implemented between the year 2000 and 2019. This doesn't make any sense at all. Segregation worse now so again notice the source change this is uc berkeley othering and belonging institute and john seward again he has to run these graphics by really fast because he's trying to lie to you with statistics says segregation is worse now than before but the before point is 1990 and what we're talking about in the 1990s and also in 2019 is people voluntarily segregating themselves people choosing to live with people that look like them this is totally different than 
what people think of when they think of government-induced segregation. On top of that, this is in a lot of northern cities. New York is rated as one of the most voluntarily segregated cities there is by neighborhood, and this is not unusual. We've always had neighborhoods like Little Italy, Chinatown, etc., but Jon Stewart's like, segregation is worse now than it was back then. Even though he's showing you from 1990, he doesn't want to actually make the case that legal segregation in the laws actually exists worse now than it did during the Jim Crow era. But nice job, John. Really, really good job lying with them statistics. On average, a white high school graduate is wealthier than a black college graduate and this one i absolutely love on average a white high school graduate is wealthier than a black college graduate this is just not true it's absurd in every possible way pay attention to what we're talking about we're not talking about income even though that looks like it could be salary we're talking about household wealth White people tend to come from two-parent households more than black people. So that means that the white family with high school graduating kid is typically together. So obviously, if you have two parents and you have higher rates of home ownership, when that kid graduates high school, the net worth of the household, which includes everybody in the household, including the two parents, is going to be higher on average than black people. And if you take this as white people with high school educations over time, you also have to factor in the fact that white people are older than black people so a lot of white people got into the market got their jobs and were already building their career while you didn't need a college education to do it and if you look at the difference by the way of the household worth between white people overall and white people with a high school education if you combine these two numbers there's a huge drop off in the wealth of the household which again household statistics are very deceiving between the high school educated and white people overall on top of that there is an even more dramatic increase in the net worth of households of black people who get college educations versus black people overall so john stewart's takeaway the message that he's trying to convey to people out in the audience the message that manipulative people like stewart try to give out to people based on these statistics is the exact opposite of what's reflected in reality if you're a black person and you get a college education your household net worth is about five times the amount of the average black person if you're a white person and you don't get a college education you're somewhere around half the net worth of the average white person so obviously john stewart's trying to make the case that all oh, black people they, they, they even going to college doesn't work when the reality that we actually see shows the exact opposite forget about them telling you even the stark facts don't seem to matter black americans should understand that if they study and work hard they will likely succeed in this country just not as much as white people who don't study as hard <laughs> No, John, it is 100% true. You showed the statistics yourself. We all saw them. The black household is up about four times the amount in terms of household net worth as compared to their general population counterparts. And by the way, net worth is all of your assets minus your debts. So a lot of these black people graduate school because a lot of Americans graduate college with student loan debt. This means even when you're factoring in student loan debt, they're still in the positive. So their incomes are likely significantly higher than their general population counterparts. Jon Stewart is not your friend. Jon Stewart is not here to help you. Jon Stewart is treating minorities like their pets. And all this talk about racism, all this talk about people who are not black speaking to the black experience and not treating them the way that they are supposed to be treated, 
It's all coming from Jon Stewart. It's all projection from people like this. Wealthy liberals who feel like they're guilty and they didn't earn it for whatever reason because they got an opportunity, they got a hand up, so they think that everybody needs a hand out in order to be successful. But Jon Stewart falls into the fallacy that a lot of these activists try to fall into. One, he's doing all the manipulative things with numbers that we've seen, going to household statistics without controlling for the difference in the size of households, without controlling for the difference in the education level of households without controlling for the difference in constitution of the households there could be multiple income earners in fact there are far more multiple income earners in white households than there are in black households he sets all that aside he just puts the numbers right there and he blames it all on racism he is filling the gaps with racism it's Devin tracy's racism of the gaps arguments but more fundamentally the thing that he's doing is comparing black people to white people just so he can show unfavorable comparisons from black people people to white people why are we doing this why do we need to compare racial groups why don't we compare people who have differing behaviors within the same racial groups i just found a very positive kernel of data for black americans in this segment about how black americans are somehow getting the short end of the stick from white people just because they act completely different and they're not getting the same outcomes because cause and effect is a thing from white people but if you look black people who act different from the general population of black people do four times as well if you complete college you do four times as well as your black counterparts in this country that's fantastic data and instead of being reported as somehow a negative when you compare it to an outside group it should be reported as the positive that it is and send the message to black kids out there in this nation that you can make it if you work hard and do the right things i'm gonna wrap it up here but i just want to point out that this is the mild this segment on John Stewart's new show that I've seen. This is the least bad set of clips that I've showed you. We're going to get into, if you guys are interested and you give me 1.8 kajillion likes on this video, the other segments, those other viral clips that you've been seeing around, but this is the foundation for the arguments against white people that John Stewart is going to put forward later, all based on the fact that the left or liberal elites have been pushing this guilt narrative, this anti-white narrative, and Jon Stewart wants in on that action. But hey, those are just my thoughts. Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. If you like the video, you show me by leaving a like. You can subscribe for more content. You can follow me on all my social medias. You can support me via the support links in the description box. This has been me talking about Jon Stewart's new terrible show. Till next time.